Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of WTOC's Tracking the Vaccine podcast. I'm digital anchor and producer Jake Wallace. All adults ages 16 years and older are now eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine in South Carolina. Governor Henry McMaster made the announcement last week, and the expansion went into effect on Wednesday, March 31st. Last week, Hilton Head Regional Hospital and Coastal Carolina Hospital combined their vaccine clinics into one site at Buckwalter Recreational Center in Bluffton. Officials with Hilton Head Regional say the move helps them be ready for this expansion. Here's what CEO Jeremy Clark told WTOC on Tuesday. We are seeing more appointments. We're seeing a lot more interest. And so we're going to be adding appointments uh, next week and into the following week so that we can accommodate all the increased demand. And so we, you know, part of the reason we went to the Buckwalter Rec Center is because it's a centralized location, but also because it's a larger facility. And so last week we were doing uh, about a thousand vaccinations a day. Uh, Tomorrow we'll do 1600 vaccinations in a day. So we are looking to continually grow and continue to find more ways to do it. And that way we can accommodate uh, more seniors, more adults, more high schoolers as well. Earlier this week, the Coastal Health District celebrated the department's 100,000th COVID-19 vaccine administered. District risk communicator Ginger Heidel says there is still high demand of people scheduling appointments to get their vaccine, especially after expanded eligibility in Georgia last week. But she tells WTOC the 100,000 vaccines given is a milestone the department is proud of. Each dose is its own victory for us, but also for the person who's getting the vaccine and and to have given 100,000 of them in a, a pretty short time period. You know, a vaccination program that's only a few months old, that's, that's pretty remarkable and we're very proud. The Savannah Civic Center will continue to be used in the fight against COVID-19, but now in another way. The Civic Center has been a drive-through testing site for months now it will also serve as a walk-up vaccination site as well. The clinic's being made possible through a partnership between the city of Savannah, Gulfstream, Hospice Savannah, and Savannah Tech. Here's Savannah Mayor Van Johnson on the new effort. This site is perfect for a variety of reasons. First of all, uh, you have walk-up access. Everybody knows where the Savannah Civic Center is. And we will make sure that vaccines are convenient, and accessible to those without personal transportation. The site officially opens on Wednesday, April 7th, and the goal is to administer about 1,100 shots per day. Officials say appointments are not required, but strongly encouraged. My guest on this week's podcast is Dr. Brian DeLoach, the medical director of Georgia Southern University Health Services. Georgia Southern held drive-through vaccine clinics on the Armstrong campus in Savannah earlier this week and another in Statesboro on Friday. In this interview, Dr. DeLoach discusses what the last 13 months have been like running a health center on a college campus, their efforts to provide vaccines to students, and how they plan to help the school's effort to a return to full in-person instruction in the fall. Here's Georgia Southern University Health Services Medical Director, Dr. Brian DeLoach. Well, Dr. DeLoach, I appreciate you joining me on the podcast, and I'll start it with this, and this is kind of a broad question, but you're the medical director of a health services unit at a university with well more than 20,000 students in the middle of a pandemic. How tough has that gig been? Uh, it's, it's been a challenge. Um, certainly the past year for me, pretty much like everybody else, right, in the, in the country and around the world has, has been much different. It has been a challenge. Fortunately, we've got a great team of people here at the university across multiple part, uh, you know, departments that has made um, you know, that challenge uh, easier to bear, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely been a, it's been a wild ride, no doubt. 
and you've you've been at Georgia Southern for a while, and so I imagine you've been through some maybe of these things in the past that were obviously much smaller, but COVID-19 has been a whole different animal. What's been the biggest challenge in, in trying to kind of handle this, doing what you do on, on your side while also managing, you are managing typically 18 to 22 year olds. Yeah, I think, so I've been here since 2008 and I was not even here a full year before H1N1 hit. Uh, but that was so different from this. Just I think the challenge with this has been the scale of it and just the fact that it's been prolonged. Um, you know, this has lasted, you know, we're now over a year into this. And um, I, I think uh, when, when you talk about pandemic planning, um, and, and I may be the only person who approached it this way, uh, but, you know, you, you plan for a first wave and then another wave, you know, uh, eight to 12 weeks later, um, but without having ever gone through anything like that before, I think the mindset was, okay, we'll kind of get through that first wave over a few weeks, things will reset, and then we'll kind of do it again. Well, this has been continual and nonstop with, with uh, you know, uh, initially it started out with back this time last year, okay, let's get that let's let's shift to a way that we can continue to deliver instruction on our campus through the end of the spring semester and into the end of the summer. Um, then it began, you know, the focus was on how do we deliver instruction throughout the fall um, and and a big shift towards, you know, providing medical services, testing those, you know, on campus who who have a need for testing. And then it just segued right into preparing for vaccine. So, I mean, it's just been nonstop. And I think that's been the biggest difference, the biggest challenge. I find it interesting because you're in an interesting position where the messaging is, is probably the same. It's wear your mask, be socially distant, wash your hands, you know, all that stuff that we've heard for a year now. We've probably all memorized it. But you are dealing with typically young, healthy uh, adults who want to have their full college experience. How did you kind of toe that line of trying to keep that messaging and, and make that happen while also realizing that these are young adults who, who kind of want to have the, the college experience? Yeah, I think I think the challenge there has been um, and it's not just here at our university. This is across the board, across the country um, in that age group, you know, understanding that um, especially for those without any underlying chronic medical conditions, any of the risk factors. The, the illness for most, not for all, but for most in that age group, typically very mild, um, almost indistinguishable from a cold, you know, a lot of times. And, and so getting that group, that age group to kind of buy in that a lot of those things are obviously meant to protect them, but also meant to protect others who are at higher risk. And so a lot of communication, a lot of efforts on campus to kind of get that message across so that, hey, we're not doing this just for yourself. You're doing it to, to protect your friends, your classmates, your coworkers, your teachers, that, that type of thing. Um, you know, the challenge um, I think that we've faced, and, and again, this is across the country, is some of, those some of those things that are put in place to try to limit the transmission, obviously put a, put a limit on what we get to do to you know, let off steam, enjoy ourselves, spend time with our friends and family. So a lot of work was done and, and has been done to try to create 
creative outlets for people to still interact, you know, socially, maybe not physically, but to still have a level of interaction so that um, there have been organized things that they can do um, that can be done in a safe way. How do you feel like the majority of the student body took to the messaging? How do you feel like they took to, to those, those things that you guys did? Yeah, I think for the most part, yeah, I think for the most part, people um, did their part. Um, when you go around campus and, and, you know, see that they're wearing their face coverings and that they're, you know, trying to social distance, of course, we only can control what happens within the confines of our campus. Um, and, and, you know, they're, up, they're left to their own devices when they're off campus. And, you know, there's like anywhere else in the country, I'm sure there's been some instances where, you know, um, maybe they weren't as, um, you know, as diligent about that as they should. But that's no different than any other population group in the country. Um, you know, I don't think it's it's uh, it, it applies just to the 18 to 24, 26 year old age group. It's been a challenge. I mean, for all of us, even even for me, you know, uh, a year into this, it, it's a challenge. You know, you want to be around people and you want to be around your family and your friends. And so you just kind of have to continually remain diligent in that regard. So here we are a year, a year later, and we're now at a point in the state of Georgia where uh, all adults 16 and older are eligible for the vaccine. Um, you guys are, are doing some vaccine efforts. We'll get into that in just a minute. But how have you kind of tried to make sure that, that the students at Georgia Southern know that, hey, this is it's critical for you guys to get the vaccine. That was the wording from Dr. Lawton Davis here in the Coastal Health District. It's critical that the younger generation get the vaccine if eligible. How have you guys kind of taken a hold of that messaging and tried to get it to those students on campus? Yeah, so like I said, we've been surrounded by a great team, part of which is our marketing and communications office. Um, and they've also partnered with our health education and promotion um, team on campus. And th the difficult part of that was with the phased rollout, um, you know, you had to balance that communication, say, yeah, we want it's going to be important for the younger age group, but you can't get it yet. Right. Unless you meet one of these other criteria. We've really kind of pivoted in the past week or two um, since it's now open to everyone um, to really now our focus is it's important to get vaccinated. We encourage you to get vaccinated. Vaccine is is now one of the key uh, probably at the top of the list tools to try to put an end to this um, to this pandemic. Um, you know, you also have to, you know, walk that that line. Uh, you know, a lot of people have strong philosophical, you know, beliefs related to vaccine. Uh, this vaccine is not mandatory for any group. Um, our position is that it's important. Um, it's an important tool in ending, ending the, the pandemic. We encourage people to be vaccinated um, and uh, we want to provide opportunities for the for them to do that. Uh, also providing education about the vaccine technologies, the safety around the vaccines so that people can make an informed decision, especially those that may be on the fence. You know, there's some hesitancy there. It's not that we're trying to talk them into getting vaccinated, but say, all right, here's what the information that's available says. Now you can make an informed decision about getting the vaccine. Can you touch a little more on that, on, on the importance, and especially for, for this age group, that, that you know, they are going to be more social, they are going to be more interacting. 
why is it so important that you know the vaccine is 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 there for these people and why is it important why are we pushing that message that the young people do need to get this if they if they want yeah so i think it goes back to the same message that we had related to mask use social distancing that kind of thing in this age group in this in this age group for those who don't have significant underlying medical problems the vast majority will have very mild illness may not even know that they had it but the concern always is that as long as it's transmitting in the community there's the risk that it could land in a group that is higher risk like nursing home residents or people with chronic underlying conditions you know whatever those may be um so again there's that concept of yeah i'm doing this to protect myself but also to be a part of the greater good by by me getting vaccinated if i'm a young young adult um in the college age group you know yeah, I might get this illness at some point. It could be mild, but I'm getting vaccinated to protect not only myself, but to protect the community. And, you know, the sooner we see those community transmission numbers come down and stay down, the sooner we can get back to some semblance of, of normalcy. You guys at Georgia Southern have put on a, you, you get, you've been doing vaccine. You, you mentioned, you know, you've been able to do some of those, but in the last week, you've really kind of stepped up those efforts. We had a, a clinic at, at Armstrong here at the Armstrong campus here in Savannah earlier this week. We're recording this on Thursday, Friday, you'll have one in Statesboro. Walk me through a little bit of how those came together and, and what the hope is for them. Yeah. So we pulled really a multidisciplinary group from across campus um, to help with this. Um, we do the, the majority of what we've been doing are, are drive-through vaccine events. Um, and we have a, a team of folks from our College of Public Health uh, here at the university, as well as our health professions program, primarily nursing um, faculty and nursing students. Um, and by doing that, we, we have a very busy health center. Um, and by pulling from these other departments on campus and using the, the skills that these folks have, we've been able to leave our health center staff pretty much intact to still deliver the care in the health center. And so that's been really key for us, um, you know, to, to try to do that without a disruption to the normal service delivery that we have in the health center. Uh, but it's been fantastic. I mean, we've got people um, uh, from multiple departments who come in. Uh, they, we run these drive-through vaccine clinics. Um, we have typically a, what we call just-in-time training that starts an hour before the first appointment. So everybody comes in, they come together, the, vol the volunteers for the clinic sign in, and then we do a very um, you know, high-level overview of the way that the, the pod point of disp dispensation event is going to run. And then each person is assigned to a, a specific team, a specific station. They break up into their teams. Each team has a team lead. That team lead then um, will go over the specific task that individual will be performing at the vaccine event. And then it goes from there. We run it under an, an, an incident command structure. So it, everything kind of filters up to the command team and then back down to the, to the volunteers. And it's worked really well so far. And it's a big event in Statesboro later this week. I heard hopefully 2,000 vaccines delivered. What's, what's the hope for what an event like that can do in terms of fighting this disease in, you know, on campus? 
Yeah. So um, the benefit of that is, is getting a large people vaccinated in one day versus trying to do 100 here and 200 there and, a, and another 100 here or 50 here. Um, also, I think the more people can hear about larger numbers getting vaccinated, I think that will, you know, can help combat the vaccine hesitancy that's there. I think there's, there's a, and this is just my personal, you know, thought, I think that there's a lot of people who have kind of taken the approach of, I'm going to sit back and wait and see, you know, and, and so if for those people who are in that group, as they see more and more people getting vaccinated, um, you know, that their comfort level with, with getting vaccinated will, you know, will, will go up as well. I'm imagining, depending on how this one goes, maybe a few more down the line. Um, what, what is your hope moving forward? What we see Georgia Southern's already announced is, is normal fall, um, normal activities in the fall. What's your hope as far as how we get there? Yeah, I think um, obviously getting as many people vaccinated as possible, you know, is one of the key things getting us there. Uh, that will drive down that community transmission number um, that, that we look at really closely. Some, some district health departments use what's called a community transmission index. The other thing that we look at is the, the number of new cases over a 14-day period per 100,000 population. And that's what, you know, what gets us there. Um, of course, you know, when we move into the fall, um, you know, uh, what normal looks like will depend on what what mandated restrictions are still in place from a you know, state level, you know, at that point. Um, but I think we'll we'll be looking at a, a uh, much more um, a fall that's going to be more akin to what we saw in 2019 than what we saw in 2020, hopefully. Dr. Deloach, I appreciate the time. Anything you want to add before I let you go? No, just uh, appreciate the opportunity to share this information. Again, um, just encourage folks to be to get vaccinated. For those that have some hesitancy, um, pay attention to the to the data that's out there, the factual data. Uh, these vaccines have been vetted in a, in a proper way for safety. Um, a lot of people have questions about well you know, it, 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 these came to market so fast. So I'm worried about the safety associated with those. And the way I explain that to people is typically that process, the FDA has thousands and thousands of things in the queue to, to be vetted. These were bumped to the front um, and then put through that process. And the, and the resources to, to do that process were taken from other things to make that happen. Um, but the same safety evaluation was done. It just was done um, with a lot more resources behind it so that it could happen much more quickly. Dr. Deloach, appreciate your time, sir. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much, Jake. Thanks to Dr. Deloach for taking the time to speak with me this week. You can keep up with the latest news and updates on the coronavirus and COVID-19 vaccine every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of WTOC's Tracking the Vaccine podcast, everyone. The next episode will be released next Friday. Until then, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you again soon.